Uh, y'all ready? Yep. I'm hosting, yep. right? Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, yeah I am. Okay, cool. I hope so, because I didn't prepare anything. <laughs> yeah. I didn't either. All right. Let's party. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the sometimes twice-weekly show about the show Too Beautiful to Live. It's a Monday episode, and we're here to recap last week's TBTL. I'm Hillary Hilliv, H-Bomb Livingston Butler, coming to you from the Middle-Aged Mama Studios in the Legend Oaks neighborhood of Austin, Texas. Joining me from the Hodgesboro Studios in Lincoln Park, Michigan, is Meredith the MVH Van Harn. Hi, Meredith. Hey, Hillary. I did actually, like Luke, I did actually write down, hi, Meredith. <laughs> like you would forget how are you andrew um rounding out the coven in the stick of butter studios in new brighton minnesota we have ann with the plan lentil hi ann hey girl (laughs) hi um like the men of salem before him mike could not let us witches podcast alone so coming to us from the deer blind (laughs) studios in the mountain room at the ranch at manshack texas it's Mike, the jail dude, Frizzell. Hi, Mike. Hang on, I gotta look at my notes. Uh... <laughs> hey, what's up, Hillary? <laughs> Hello, how are you? Uh, wait a minute, I didn't have that one. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't have that one written down. So I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. Oh goodness! Just try I to really... stay out of the way today. Exactly. <laughs> Scram. Um. <laughs> Um, With all of that lovely intro, Anne, why don't you get us into the business today? I will get us into the business. Um, I have a new pet I want to share with everybody (laughs) listening. I went to the grocery store and bought a potato and put some googly eyes on him, and his name is Herbert, and he's my new pet. That's nice. Sweet. Because I was feeling left out from everybody else (laughs) getting pets. Who wants to start? Go ahead, Meredith. (laughs) Okay. So if you're friends with me on Facebook or Instagram, you've no doubt seen this little guy. Um, But I have recently obtained a tiny little infant kitten who I've named Bear. Um, I've had kittens before, but I've never had this tiny of a kitten. So the story behind this guy is that um, a friend of ours, uh, Emily, came over the other day, and it was her birthday, and we were hanging out, and she said, oh, um, my friend Alexis uh, found this tiny kitten in her backyard. Actually, her dog found it. Um, she has like four pit bulls, and, she, and one of her dogs was like, barking 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 and then brought this little thing to her picked it up gently in his mouth and brought this this like tiny little ball of fur up to her and she's she was a vet tech so she kind of knew what to do but you know you you wait like sometimes the mom will come back she's like clearly this is a an, an abandoned kitten so she was waiting and waiting the mom didn't come back she couldn't find any more kittens she couldn't find a nest and it was getting cold out that night so she decided to take him in and she's she took care of him for about a week but she's actually deathly allergic to cats <laughs> so Ooh, she was kind of desperate to find yeah she was kind of desperate to find a home for him and so um emily showed me his picture and i just like kind of died 
where I stood and he's just the cutest little thing and I thought he looked like a little bear at first which is how he got his name and uh, because he barely had any ears he was that young Um, and so I took him um, and not knowing really what to do this when 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 cats are this little they're orphans they are best off with their moms um, but they can't you know they can't eat solid food yet so I had to bottle feed him and I had to help him go pee like their moms do all this stuff so it it was kind of it was kind of a lot, and I've never done it before. But I did a lot of reading, and I went to my vet for some advice and to get him a little um, a little checkup. He's too young to get his shots and stuff still. Meredith, what are but, the uh, what's the age that um, generally kittens are available for adoption when their mothers are done with them, and what's bears? What do they what do they say that bear is? So she said that he was about four weeks old. So he's like a month. Um, and when I got him, he was probably three weeks. Mm-hmm. And the we have to wait another three weeks for him to get his um, his first set of shots and his leukemia test. So that's like, what, seven weeks-ish? Uh-huh. And that's normally when so, kittens get adopted or well, start to be Well, that's normally when they're like, when they're weaned. So a lot of people don't want to adopt them until they've been neutered. And I think that's eight weeks minimum. Okay. So... Um, you know, I, I, I will obviously get all that stuff done as soon as I possibly can. But he's, he's you know, he's he, this is not ideal. It, he would be much better off with his mom, but he's doing great. Like, he's super healthy. He's gaining weight. Um, he's uh, slowly learning how to eat solid food. He's learning how to use the litter box, which is a huge relief for me. Yeah. Um, Meredith, if, if his mom got clean, healthy. would you give him back? <laughs> to- uh, I'm going to leave that up to social services because okay. she did abandon him. Yeah. That's a, a strike against her, but you know, usually the system favors the the birth mom. So, I'd be true. I'd lay low if I were you. If you want to keep him, that's true. That's true. Stop with the I'm pictures because she I'm might be online and see, you know, and just get a pang. <laughs> he is the cutest. <laughs> he little certainly is. He certainly is. And I would like to make like one correction because I'm pretty sure he's not a kitten. I do think he's an Ewok. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, I haven't done his his twenty three and me yet. <laughs> there might you, be some Ewok in there. You and yeah, Elizabeth, definitely. you and Elizabeth Warren can go out there and <laughs> as soon as he's old enough, put some training wheels on one of those jet skis, and he can fly through the forest. <laughs> oh, I would pay to see that. It would be great. All right, let's go for pet number two. <laughs> okay, we've got a little bit of a different situation going on over here. Uh, Emily Emily uh, routinely shops uh, online for animals. I think you, Can't you, might you put have seen... some sort of filter on her browser <laughs> so that she can't look at adoption it's sites? It's pretty crazy. If you snatch the computer out of her hands at any one time, you know, you would not find porn like you would on mine. You would, you would totally... <laughs> You totally see like all these adoption and rescue and, and, and all these conversations she's I, I feel you. like she posts a new dog or cat to your Facebook page every day or so. She does. And I have to be careful how I respond. You know, I don't want to be like, uh, no way we're not getting another pet because that we will certainly get that pet if I said that. Right. Right. Yeah. And if I yeah, said, yeah. oh, that's the cutest thing ever, we will certainly get that pet. So I have to have some sort of a nuanced response <laughs> to like let the pang pass that she's having for whatever animal this is. Well, uh, she fell for this uh, little guy who uh, I guess was originally in Florida in some shelter. His name was they 
they named him Gator because he was from Florida and he was in some kill shelter mm. and somebody in Austin rescued him. And so I don't think he spent a lot of time in the shelter. He was he was with um, he was with a foster when Emily went to go meet him. And he's he's very charming and cute. And uh, he's he's a white Siamese. I forget what kind of Siamese he is. He's not the like the grayer, shorter haired one. They're like the white haired, longer, you know. And of course, they have the big ears and the green eyes and all that. But um, he's awful cute. Uh, we're trying to integrate him here with all these other pets, and it's a it's a trial. It really is because Edith hates him, doesn't want anything to mm-hmm. do with him, won't even come in the room, just hisses from the door yeah. at him. And uh, Abby Abby's very interested, but of um, course. Uh, but uh, Percy, as we call him, his, his name is William uh, Percival Easley Jr. the third, and <laughs> obviously Jr. the third. Okay. Yeah, Meg- Megan Coughlin correctly diagnosed the the Easley part of it, which is my favorite Seahawk of all time, Kenny Easley. Uh, points. Uh. Uh, actually, your pizza is free if you can figure out why I added Jr. the third. Uh, on that, because only a small fraction of people that listen to this program, if any would understand why I did that. Um, oh, it's like a riddle. He is an attack cat at this point, and most his, mostly what he wants to attack is my hands. Um, when my fingers are moving, that means he's on the hunt, and he has incredibly sharp little claws, and he, he does bite. He's very mouthy. And sometimes if I hide my hands, he'll just crawl up my chest and just bite my throat. So... <laughs> Bear does that too. He'll try to bite my chin or my mouth or my nose or my eyes. Yeah, it must be must be something. Well, hopefully it's something that goes away because when he's big enough, um, it could actually uh, it could actually cause him real harm. We got him the day he was neutered, so we got him at like twelve weeks. He's going on thirteen weeks now. Uh, so you know, hopefully a lot of this uh, behavior will will fall away, but. He is awful cute. I've taken quite a few pictures of him sleeping. He's hard to capture when he's active because he's so goddamn quick. But mm-hmm. um, we're going to get him worked in here. I have the door open today. Emily's gone. I, so he's free to leave. But he, he usually only gets brave enough to leave the mountain room if, if I am out there. Because uh, he kind of hides behind my skirt. And last night was evidence of that. Um, I was in the kitchen and he came out emily left the door open he came out and he was hanging around with me in the kitchen and exploring and then uh abby came up and started stalking him and he panicked and tried to jump up on the counter three times and he was about a foot short i mean i don't know how long an inch is or a foot is uh (laughs) there's no way to know there's really there's really no way to eyeball that Mm -mm. (laughs) mm-mm Uh, but but he was coming up woefully short. But that was his level of panic in in he, that he thought Abby was going to kill him. So Aww. yeah, yeah. So you know, I I eventually pushed Abby back, and he managed to escape back to the mountain room. But right now, he and I live in the mountain room, pretty much. <laughs> well, now this brings up a question for me, because you have lamented at length about the problem of having pets with white hair uh, on dark wood floors. Did you not consider this? You think, and you think any of this, do you think I had anything to do <laughs> with even one small part of, of what's going on here with the pets? 
All right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I got to sweep every well, day anyway. I might as well. We might as well yeah, get an an, mm-hmm. a, an Afghan or you know or Lasso or something. <laughs> well, at least you got a boy this time. So now it's you and Percy and Branson. Maybe you can hold your own a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Finally, we're 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 teaming up, and he's pretty uh, fascinated with Branson. He really is. Oh, I bet he is. <laughs> well, that sounds fun. Hillary, you have any new pets you want to share? No, none. I can't handle anything more living in this house. Bridget did tell me one time we had the most cliche conversation. She, we're driving in the car and, you know, Duchess is 13. And if you Google, um, how long do golden retrievers live? It says like 12 years. So I was like, I'm kind of. I can tell this is, I mean, she's, we're not going to put her to sleep tomorrow, but like this, she's it's in her be, golden years. Yeah. Would you say that? Yes. <laughs> yes, I would. Um, so I've been sort of slowly preparing the kids like, you know, you know, she's a little bit older, la, 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 you know, try, and mm-hmm. she, Bridget said, Oh, we could get a puppy. And I'm like, we're not getting a puppy. Uh, and she said, I'll take care of it. I'll do everything. And I was like, uh, uh, that's, that's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie that you barely like pay attention to Duchess as it is. And she's like the easiest dog. So, that's, But she means uh, it when she says it, right? She means it when I she guess. says it. She's a liar. She doesn't mean anything. Oh, really? Um, uh, no, no. <laughs> she, no, she probably does. But in that very, has... very small moment when she says it, she means I mean, I remember being that kid and saying that, and I meant it with all my yeah. heart when I said it. But then when it comes down to you, you're like, I don't want to clean the hamster cage. Right, it's gross. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I mean, no. We have no more pets right now. They're, we are pet free besides D-Town. So, that's it. I'm boring. All right. Uh, next item on the LRV business list, it says, Mike, you had a breakdown. I mean, I have breakdowns on the reg, but <laughs> this is, uh, this is something special. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, Emily, Emily had, uh, the, the brain cancers a few years ago and it was a, it was an emotional time for me because until they, um, got the, you know, they got in there and got the tumor out or most of it and tested it there was really no way to know what kind of cancer it was and what kind of diagnosis she would have you know um sure like you know how long she would have to live for example um it was a very emotional time for me for emily much less so uh, she she was she, i don't know if she ever cried or lost her uh lost her shit um after she was fired, she was very glad not to be working. <laughs> she enjoyed that that uh, that time off, and and she was she was a lot like, well, I had a good run. It was a you know, if if it works out, it, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And you know, at the time we we you know we went through all kinds of the end of life stuff. We went and had our wills done and and all that bullshit. Um, and I would break down at all the appropriate times, and and she would she would not because she's stronger than me <clears throat> so the other night uh i think it was thursday night she was writing a condolence card for her former boss from ibm um who was a really nice guy and he had lost his wife recently so she got out our stationery and she wrote a condolence card and and uh, addressed it and i knew i was going to get groceries on friday so i said just put it on the counter 
I'll mail it tomorrow because our mail person, Barb, is the worst. Uh, and <laughs> she routinely leaves the mailbox ajar. And Hillary, as you know, if you do that right now, yeah. it means that your your yes. mail is unreadable. Uh, <laughs> because it will be uh, submerged in three so. inches of rain. <laughs> so uh, I offered take it to the to the mailbox on my way to the groceries so i i'm driving i'm driving uh to get the groceries and i was like oh yeah yeah i gotta put this i gotta drive through buta and put this at the post office put it in the big box and i started thinking about um this guy and how he just lost his wife and i started crying because it almost happened to me recently and I, I, I kept like pushing it out of my mind. And, and here's another thing. I was in Emily's car and Emily doesn't allow like anything in her car. So there's not like a napkin, you know, there's like in my car, there's Arby's <laughs> napkins galore, you know? So I'm like turning my shirt inside out. I'm crying into my shirt. I'm trying to hold in my snot, you know, and it's, it's a, uh, it's a bad scene. And, uh, I get the whole errand done and I'm back and uh we're we're putting the groceries away and i i couldn't help myself i had to tell emily what happened and then i started crying 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 and of course we're hugging and it's just i was just having a breakdown you know because i was like at that moment you know in in that moment that morning i i didn't even think about it back back when she had the the brain cancer but in in this moment i was thinking about because I always used to like like the phantom pain in in the limbs, you know. Think it's a bullshit story, you know. Yeah, I just want some sympathy or some pain pills or something. Um, and then when it happens, you're like, oh no, that's real. And then faced with almost losing my wife, and then her boss, you know, her ex boss losing his wife, I I just started to think like those stories of you know spouses that just give up and pass away like a month after their wife or their husband dies yep yeah i'm I'm down yep. with that yeah i'm out that's what my grandparents did yeah mm-hmm. you know my my grandma died and my grandpa was basically fine but you know a month later he was like peace out yeah yep. i don't my grandparents didn't even like each other <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think mine did either they bickered as constantly as grandma was gone grandma was like done imagine mm-hmm. if you did but mine like were each together other. for like 60 years so they just don't know how to live without each other. I mean, yeah. I like Emily. She yeah, doesn't so much care for me, but. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, imagine I, I'm glad that you were able to hold off this long because you had to keep it together to some yeah. degree uh-huh. for her. Yeah. And it was probably a protective mechanism for you, you know, keep yourself safe from from understanding the whole reality of mm-hmm. that possibility. Yeah. And she's out of the woods now, so you can feel your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I. I that's a good point. I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's a good point. Well, we've done some growing and we've done <laughs> some caring. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. Um, let's go to some throw your phones. Um, and I'm glad that they're not mad through your phones because that would be a very jarring transition. I know. Uh, we got a couple of general topics today. Just a quick one from listener Anne, who Bobby and I have been feuding with 
<clears throat> feuding with on and off over our love of Toto and her disdain of Toto. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, um, hugging my phone because Bobby let changes play all the way out on Recap 355. I accept your peace offering. <laughs> that is a good song. Okay, that's better than Africa. I'll say it. Fine. But I can't That's sing it as bar. well as I can sing Africa. Very, very low bar. <laughs> uh, that was all Bobby, as you guessed, and I will have to find a different way to worm my way back into your good graces. Uh, then we got a a multi-layer throw your phone <laughs> from a roast bard. We'll, we'll set that aside for a moment that says, alert, alert, alert. Matt is now going to Reddit for his TBTL social media fix because he's off Facebook. Oh. Intervention, intervention. We can't make the TBTL subreddit a thing for fuck's sake. Are Your you close personal me? friend and defender of coastal freedom. And he's on fucking Reddit? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and that is from Roast Bard, aka Eric from Minneapolis. Um,. Where to start unpacking this? <laughs> Is... <laughs> I, I, I can't look at pictures of kittens, but but definitely get me on board with the male, uh, the men's rights activist. Uh, Where's my red pill? Jesus, dude. Got to check TBTL, then you got to check red pill. <laughs> Oh and you're God. good for the day. <laughs> yeah, but there's way less scrolling on Reddit, right? You don't just right. have to scroll and scroll and scroll no. and scroll. No, it all just comes right into your eye holes and you can never unsee it. Yeah. Well, and your aunt's not there because they've harassed her off of it. <laughs> right. Right. That's one good thing about it. You're fat. I want to fuck you, though. Okay, Anne's gone. I hate you. Yeah. Why don't you fuck me? <laughs> She's gone. I thought it She's was more, I want to fuck you. No, you're fat. <laughs> depends on the subreddit yeah true Something for so everyone. yeah this is this is interesting i don't know maybe he only likes it because it's less active than the facebook page maybe mm -hmm. less dynamic maybe it's maybe it's more of an ass kissy place although the stens place the stens page is fairly ass kissy i don't know i like the stens place um, that's is that between the good place <laughs> the and the medium place <laughs> That's the that's the best version of the Stens page, the Stens place. Uh, I agree, Eric. This is this is a disturbing, um, disturbing development. I think this is so stupid. They've put themselves in a place where they can't even update their own Facebook page, the no. sh show official Facebook page. They can't post announcements. Andrew has to turn his Facebook back on for a hot second if he wants to post an event or whatever. It's just so dumb. The, we, we talked about it. I'm sorry. We talked about it last week. The thing that annoys me the most is when Andrew was like, anybody have pictures from the uh, Mariners event? Oh, I'm God. like, yeah, huh? Mm -hmm. He takes, Jack takes so much time and care with those pictures and does such a good job. And I'm like, you're such an asshole. Just go on there and look. Yep. There are great pictures. Tons of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. Yep. And, um, and... Andrew, you're fat, but I still want to fuck you. That's what I would say <laughs> under, under one of Jack's pictures. 
All right. Well, that's enough pre-getting mad for now. <laughs> um, before we go to the Week in Review, we do have to acknowledge a very important um, phase of the calendar. It's, it is birthday week. <laughs> you guys, by the time we record this uh, podcast next week, I will be 40 years old, so I had to pre-celebrate it. <laughs> it has, I, I will love not mention that- it again. <laughs> I love that we have Mike, who would just prefer that birthdays never, ever be acknowledged, and Hillary, <laughs> who is like, trumpets! <laughs> you have it's my birthday! You, it, like, I always tell Dave, like his family is like Jehovah's Witnesses about birthday. Like They don't discuss it. It's like a, a, a nod. You get what? a book or something. I don't know why. They're so weird about it. Mine, listen, my parents celebrated me on my birthday. My dad... Okay, for a long time until I got like too fat to do it, my dad would carry me, not even on my birthday, this is just like every day, he would, car- he would carry me from my bed to the breakfast table. Aww. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then, every day? Yeah. And on my birthday, there would be a donut there uh, waiting for me with a candle and we'd sing happy birthday. He'd sing like, Aww. today's your birthday. And then... So I'm a birthday brat. Then he'd do tax man. Tax man. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. All of my life until I turned about 12, I would say, carry me, daddy. And he would carry me to the <laughs> breakfast table. And then there was just one day he was like, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Anyway, I still say that to my dad sometimes. I'm like, carry me, daddy. And he laughs. Uh, but yes, it is birthday week. I will be celebrating all week long. So if you want to say happy birthday to me any day this week, I will happily accept it. <laughs> and really, it's like the full moon because there are days leading up to the full moon. And yes. then there are days after the full moon where <laughs> the werewolves are still kind of werewolfy. So we can just incorporate all of that. Exactly. So since her birthday is Saturday, so we can celebrate it all this week and all next week. Yeah. Yes. So. Or are you I still so. in birthday month celebration mode? Do we need to like book a, a comedy club so we can ruin somebody's set? <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, really, when I because I think about this way too much, my birthday starts like once the twenties start, like because my birthday is the twenty seventh. So once it's like in the twentieth, <laughs> then I feel like it's really like birthday time. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> when so I when I knew Dave and I were like meant to be because I, this was when I was turning like twenty eight or something. I woke up on the morning of August twenty sixth, and I said, oh, "Do you know what tomorrow is?" And he said, two months until your birthday." And I was like, "Yes!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love your enthusiasm about this, Hillary. I I think this was this was killed in me really early on because my birthday is three days after Christmas yeah that sucks and it's just horrible to have it it just sucks to have a Christmas birthday even my mom tried really hard to make it a a separate event and make it special but like it's three days it's also three days before New Year's like people are out of town or people are exhausted usually they're broke like nobody wants to go to a party on December 28th yeah um you always in the middle of like months of parties those video games that you that you get (laughs) yeah you're still yeah exactly you still want to play donkey kong um (laughs) for another like three weeks before you have to go back to school so i i don't know i was never super into my i was always kind of disappointed by them because it was always very anticlimactic so i i i I admire your enthusiasm (laughs) for it and i wish i could share it but i just i just can't anymore 
I mean, maybe like it's fine to acknowledge. I'm not an Andrew about my birthday. Like I'll go out to dinner or whatever. And my mom will usually have some sort of event. Like usually for people's birthdays, we'll go over to my mom's house and she'll cook, you know, whatever dinner you want and make whatever cake or pie or whatever you want. And they'll do presents. Um, But since our family has grown and there are grandkids now, my birthday has become (laughs) lumped in not only with Christmas, but my sister's birthday, which is a month later, Mm -hmm. and my nephew's birthday and my sister-in-law's birthday, which are a month after that. So we all kind of have this giant communal birthday now. So it's like even less acknowledged (laughs) these days. It's like the winter quarter. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like your family is very sexually active nine months before. Yes. We are all, I mean, seriously, we're all born between November and... Yeah, it's March, April. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're really going after it in the springtime. What are you, you like, deer or... This is kind of um, overshadowed. I shouldn't have uh, forgotten about this because of the kitten, but I have a new niece. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. A, ch- a human child was born into my family uh, this week. Um, so my yeah, my brother uh, and, and sister-in-law had a baby. They, they were um, she was the sad thing is she was due December 18. Um, and she was very early. She was about 31 weeks. Um, but luckily, you know, they got her out because my sister-in-law had preeclampsia. So they ha- kind of had to take her. Um, mm-hmm. So they induced her. The, she, what, the, what, the is, upside what is, is that? Was, I, I, I'm a lay person. I oh, don't understand that. It's um, high blood pressure that's only related to pregnancy. And it means and you're, it could be you're very, in, very dangerous. You're in uh, mortal danger. Hey, you what? and the baby. Yeah. Oh, both of you. I are learned in about danger. it from watching ER. Okay. Mike, you've watched you watched Downton Abbey, didn't you? Or I did. Was that just Emily? Okay, no, you know Sybil, the youngest uh, uh-huh. sister. That's what she died of. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Spoiler. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> no, <laughs> guys. It's been out for like four years. <laughs> It can kill the baby, but it can also kill the mom. Like, I think um, they, they induced her because Michelle was in danger. Um, so they, they were monitoring the baby. She's totally fine. Um, she's only two pounds, five ounces. And, fine, and the upside fine in of the having... fine sense, in the regular fine sense, in the dictionary fine sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you know, remains she's fine. She's fine. She's fine. No, she's fine. no, she's dying. Oh, no. It's fine. She's fine. It's fine. Um, the upside of having a two pound five ounce baby is that she was born in about ten minutes. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Silver so there was that. Yeah. But baby and mom are doing great. Um, her name is Olivia Josephine. Oh. Um, which I'm only mildly salty about because Olivia is my sister's middle name, and uh, they did not go with my middle name or my first name for her middle name, which I think would have been appropriate. Uh oh. But Josephine is my grandmother's name, so I guess it's it's fine. I don't know it's about fine. OJ though. If you really. <laughs> I was going to say OJ. <laughs> Well, <laughs> considering they're never going to hear this, I have issues with both of their children's names because we've got OJ, just born OJ, and now my my nephew, who's now nine, his name is Victor. His middle name is Ian, which when you string it together, it says Victorian. Yeah, that doesn't work, right? I haven't brought up either of these things to them, and I'm yeah, not going to. It's but, probably wise. Um, yeah. yeah. He's going to end up wearing a lot of very roughly dresses, and, and this new one's going <laughs> to drive a white Bronco. Well... I really think that Victor Van Harn already sounds like he, you know, owns a castle somewhere on a cliff. It sounds, it sounds like the uh, soap opera villain uh, from Young and the yeah. Restless. Yep. He's going to have to, like, grow a little pencil-thin mustache <laughs> and wear black capes. It's his fate. 
Well, they're just setting him up for his destiny. That's all. Yep, it's true. It's good. He gets to the end of high school and he's not like, God, what do I do with my life? Do I want to go into engineering? <laughs> do I want to landlording? Go into foods? Nope. Uh, slumlording? <laughs> Maitre d. I gotta move to Romania. <laughs> it's my destiny. I have to yep. go after go after Clip Clop's throat several times a day. I have to tie a lady to some train tracks. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a way too big of a punishment for not paying your rent on time. Getting tied to the train tracks. Well, that's what you sign up for when, you, when Victor Van Harn is your landlord. <laughs> right. You have right. to make an example. You sign the lease. You know. <laughs> yep. You saw my mustache. So. You should have read the fine print about the train tracks. <laughs> All right. Are we set? Oh, for, well, are congratulations we set for, to everybody. <laughs> that was the best business we ever done. I think we did. A I know. Thirty minutes in, where we haven't barely touched on TVTL. <laughs> oh, TVTL, right? Oh, right. We do say sometimes related to in the intro. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I do make fun of them a lot um, in a sideways way when we do the business. But uh, I guess uh, we can get into the week in review. Um, uh, before I do that, Hillary, congratulations on aging. Um, yes. Next week, Thank you so much. I'll congratulate you again because it will still be part of your I expect your, nothing less. Yeah, birthday fortnight. Maybe you can use it as an, a, an opportunity to mock her, Mike. You'd be like, ha you're old now. <laughs> Send me a cane. I, I lost that ability uh, when I was born 13 years before Hillary. Um, <laughs> Monday, 2749, Coastal Honda Elite. The boys are both back home from Minneapolis. Luke has a cold. Um, I was really proud of Luke because he powered through this uh, episode with his cold without making mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. too many disgusting noises. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. His voice sounded kind of rough, but he did not whine about it and he didn't snorf into the microphone and yep. he, I unfortunately mean, i think he he did record a bunch of ads he, yes, he, he did yes he did yeah well yeah yeah later in the week we'll find that out because i thought later in the week i, I was like oh did he get the cold again I was like, oh no, no no this is an ad i need to fast forward through this um I, maybe his noises were made in the clear and andrew was able to get rid of them but he, he, to his credit he didn't do them where andrew couldn't clear them Mm -hmm. um, we find out that Luke bought an expensive lawn last uh, year and then just <laughs> didn't water it in the summer. And there are certain kinds of grass that, that can, quote unquote, die. And in Texas, you have a lot of these kinds of grasses because there's just no way to water that much expanse of land. And the, the grass comes back. But in the Northwest, man, if you neglect your lawn in the summer, it's done. It's toast. So... Um, he's talking about how this coming up summer after these guys have reseeded it, he's going to stand out there and do his old man watering. Um, how about a sprinkler dude? And maybe, yeah. maybe one on a timer, you know? So you, uh, yeah. you're not wasting your money. I'm a little surprised he doesn't have an in-ground sprinkler. Same. Yeah. In that giant house on a hill. Yeah, I got a yeah. notice from my HOA that they were replacing some shrubs. And I was like, oh, that's great, because I've had one that's been dead for like three years. Not that I care. And then they're like, 
So once the shrubs go in, if you could help us out and just water them twice a day to make sure that they can take hold, we would really appreciate that. And I was like, I don't pay $275 a month in association mm-hmm. fees to water some damn shrubs. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I grudgingly got out the hose and went out there and discovered the hose is not even close to long enough. So then I went in and got like a mini watering can that I had and twice a day I dumped a bucket of water on that fucker. <laughs> really resentful of it maybe you shouldn't have a kitten and (laughs) (laughs) that's why i started with a potato okay well we're proud of you and whatever progress you can make in in taking care of other living or you know recently picked creatures Uh, well then the great thing was we had a week of rain and by the time that was over i was like yeah i don't need to water it anymore (laughs) that's enough for a while well, yeah, that's the thing about, uh, um, you know, you think you think that the rain is going to be enough and it's been raining so much in Austin and uh, everything's saturated or whatever. But believe me, it, when the sun comes out for 20 minutes at the intensity it comes out here, the ground will be going, um, could we get a little more rain here? Because it's all gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's yeah. all gone. So look out for that. Look out for the shrubs there. They, they might need a little more attention. Uh, Andrew has regret about dumping his Cleveland Browns shirt in the trash. And uh, Luke admits that he looked for it. He went to that bar like three nights later. And um, if they had not emptied their trash, he would have rescued. Ugh. <laughs> this is really gross to think about. Um, yep. I would have. It's been marinating in the <laughs> trash for three days and Andrew's juices. <laughs> Luke might have grabbed it out of the trash. I, If it were me. I mean, I might have had the same instinct, but I would have, quote unquote, fished it out of the trash, which means I would have used, you know, something besides my my very under attack hands these days and um, and tried to get it out without touching it. But uh, it it didn't work. It was gone. Um, And I I was surprised at the time that, that Andrew tossed it in the trash like. I did when I shit my pants at the discount tire and, uh, and, <laughs> and threw my boxers in the trash. I, there were there was no instinct to go back to get those, but uh, I wasn't as attached to those. There was no uh, Seahawks logo on that particular pair. Um, oh, this 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 uh, this was probably the highlight of, the, of Monday for me. There was a listener from Minneapolis, sorry, that was mad about driving, having to drive to St. Paul to see the live show and wow <laughs> andrew andrew <laughs> hollered at her through through email which is great i'm glad andrew stood up and, and for himself and did that but that has to she had to be making a joke right really, really? it's only 15 minutes <laughs> are you sure she ha- was making a joke and because they well, seem convinced sure, but... that she wasn't well, you know Andrew doesn't know how to read tone on the internet. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm glad you're sticking up for her. He always kind of takes it to 11 sometimes on things, and he always thinks he's getting hollered at, so then he <laughs> is like, you know, retribution. So I kind I kind of think she has to be joking. I mean, maybe. I hope so. I, they're practically one city. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is that like Jamie Nettle syndrome? You, you have to bring the show 
into my actual home before all the time? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. All right. Uh, Luke talks about his uh, blunder with his... Uh, she's not the co-host. She is the announcer, I guess they call her, on Livewire. She really is kind of a co-host, if you listen to the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's been calling calling her Elena, I think, and her name's Elena. I'm no, st- it wasn't even that much. It's like Elena. He called her Elena, and it's Elena or something. Uh-huh. Something mm-hmm. really subtle. Yeah, and I don't even think it bothered her that much. She's really cool, and and if she's not correcting you, and she and it's her career, and she's on a show, then if it was really important to her, she probably would have corrected a long time ago. But he just kind of found out, and then, you know, he was embarrassed. Um. Anyway, I don't know what the point of that one was, but uh, (laughs) the big story on Monday is uh, Andrew's scooter was missing when he came home from Minneapolis. And and before we even get into all all the details on that, uh, Genevieve, you didn't. This scooter was always parked next to your car, and you didn't notice it was missing the whole time Andrew's gone. I mean, I'm a bad noticer. Mm. Emily will tell you that. Is this conspiracy? Is that your is that your theory here? Oh no 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 no! I just uh, there. I, I love Genevieve. She's she's smarter than me. She's beautiful. I would love to know her better. But there are holes in her game, like booking travel at at secrets on Super Bowl weekend, and and um, and not noticing that your scooter, which apparently she drives too, because he kept talking about it was their scooter and they used it um and and it's it's a part of the landscape and it always is in this parking spot and your husband's out of town um sorry did i say husband we'll get into that later uh oh yeah wouldn't you notice that was gone i mean i'm asking y'all would you notice something i mean I think I would. I'm a noticer, though, so I mm-hmm. feel like I would. But um, but she is such a Luke in her, like, she is, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, I've never met her. She seems awesome, but, like, she seems like she is in her own world, sort of, like you yeah. were saying. So, I you would know. definitely notice. Yeah. I mean, I'm, a, I'm not only a noticer, but I'm a coordinator of all things at all times Mm -hmm. yes like (laughs) my my hardest job is all the mental energy that I expend that I don't really need to but I do anyway on uh various things that aren't even my problem so yeah I would have noticed immediately I'm sure and you noticer or non-noticer I'm a non-noticer but still this stuck out to me of course I'm a noticer (laughs) why do you even have to ask that question (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Luke tries to hijack the story right away, which was insane to me because he probably knew the story and should have let Andrew get to the story. And I've made this note for two weeks now, but I'll I'll say it this time. It's all right when someone's telling a really awesome story and you know it's going to be awesome or or it's going to be crazy interesting. It's all right to just write yourself a little note because, you know, just write Mm -hmm. yourself a little note of whatever question you have for like, like I have the yeah. question about Genevieve noticing. I would have written down that note, and then after he got done telling the story, it was like, Genevieve didn't notice. But Luke feels compelled to jump in and just tell his own 
story? Yes. Yes. And it's a that, very disingenuous thing, too, because I notice this a lot uh, when I'm doing noticer. something at work. And pe- pe- yeah, <laughs> people will come up to me and be like, oh, I'm so sorry to bother you. Well, no, you're not, or you wouldn't have bothered me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Luke's like, oh, sorry for interrupting you. No, you're not, or you wouldn't have interrupted him. Mm-hmm. You just felt that your story was more important than his. Uh-huh. Well, this this story was pretty insane and pointed out a lot of flaws in the impound system that seemingly will never get solved because they have never been solved. And and the Mm-mm. the really crazy thing about this is his his scooter was stolen and it ended up costing him you know quite Ugh. a bit of money to make the problem go away when you know impound fees should not apply to stolen vehicles that's crazy no, that's yeah isn't there a, a provision in insurance for this i don't know i've never had a vehicle stolen yeah. it would seem like that's something that you could apply not only to the value of the vehicle but the fees from the impound lot. It, you're right. It just seems crazy that you should be the victim of a crime and then have to pay. Yeah, it does. To get even your property in, back. Even in Michigan, Michigan's a no-fault insurance state, which means even if somebody hits you, you have to pay your deductible, okay. um, and your insurance rates can go up. But I was involved in a minor hit and run over the summer, and that was even in Michigan. I didn't have to pay for that. That's the one situation where I did. You don't have to pay your deductible. So I'm actually kind of glad the person drove off. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to interrupt my own uh, Monday recap, uh, y'all know I got rear-ended a few weeks ago um, mm-hmm. by a truck. Because you were due. At an intersection, yeah, because had... I hadn't been in an accident for at least a year. A few weeks. Uh, yeah. You know, the light turned, no, the light hadn't turned green. light was still red. A uh, woman hit me from behind. And, and everything went fantastically she followed me around i pull into the cvs parking lot got all her information she didn't have her um she didn't have her card in her truck but her husband took a picture of his sent it to me and we took care of the whole thing um it took three weeks to get the whole thing taken care of i got my car back on tuesday and there wasn't a scratch on her truck when we looked at it at the scene so you know can can I want to get guesses from all three of you as to how much the damage was. I didn't have to pay a dime. It was all her uh, insurance, uh, Liberty Mutual. Liberty, 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 Liberty. They stayed up all night thinking of that uh, jingle. Um, I want to give you all three of you a chance to guess the amount of damage to the back of my car from getting hit at about five miles an hour at the intersection by a truck. This is a uh, 2013 Jetta. And uh, closest to the pin wins. So, Anne, what's your guess? $985. Okay. Hillary? 2000 And Meredith? 1500 $5,200. <gasps> what? What? And it took Is the car days. even worth that much money? <laughs> no. I mean, yes and no. I mean, it's really close. So it must have been a what? real calculation on, yeah. on their Why? part. What? Yeah. What did they have to do? They must have bent the frame. Uh, they. Yeah. It was fucked up. And I think it was mostly because of the angle. Because if another sedan had hit me, it would have been yeah. a much more conventional dent. But when it's a, you know, a truck that's three times higher than your car, 
and hits you, it it it's a whole different kind of deal. But yeah, fifty two hundred dollars. I, I I mean I figured I w- it was going to be getting up there because when we got into almost two weeks after I'd taken it in, yeah. you know, I'm still driving this rental around on, and I get a, a text every day that says we're still working on your car. I'm like, it ended up being the, the, almost uh, sixty hours of work Dang. put into the car. I'm considering a career change because I think <laughs> auto body mechanic in Texas is a good choice. <laughs> yeah, as long as they keep hitting me, as long as I'm invisible, uh, it's going to keep being a great choice. Um, for the record, I won. So just FYI. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very small victory, well, though. It's your birthday week. You weren't even close. <laughs> Meredith, you said, should have said 2001. I know. <laughs> no, I hate prices Right rules. That's a subject for another day, but that's the biggest bullshit thing I've ever encountered in game shows. All right. Um, I, I, God, I hate to dominate like I always do. But I have a story about the the only time that I ever had a car impounded, and uh, it was uh, I I'd, I'd uh, just gotten promoted uh, at Papa John's to the uh, marketing director for Seattle and Portland, and we were opening up restaurants left and right. And one of the things that we would do when we opened a restaurant is we would let the uh, general manager of the restaurant borrow my um, two thousand, I think it was. Volkswagen Beetle 2001 something like that I had a red Beetle and you could we had all kinds of magnets and stuff that would decorate it up and brand it as as Papa John so that manager could uh, park it in front of the store he could drive it to and from work and he could you know drive it around the store just to let people know that that uh, what was happening you know the, we were it's gonna be very exciting new pizza in the neighborhood so and the reason that uh, I agreed to this and the reason that, that, that I let this happen was um, I was trying to get out of uh, driving my brother's uh, old Camaro. So I wanted to get a car and um, my brother-in-law and I hatched a plan to where he would co-sign for the car or the company would co-sign for the car. So, that, you know, if I fucked up, they, they could keep it and just keep using it. I would make the payments and you know, whatever. So, but the condition was that, um, I would have to, you know, use the car for marketing the stores. And part of that meant letting, letting the managers drive, um, drive it. So I would have a rental car for the times, those times. So we're opening up at a store in, uh, in Panther Lake, which is in Kent. Uh, Hey, Will, uh, opening up a store in Kent and the manager lived in Tacoma. And so he would drive to and from Tacoma, um, with the car while we were opening. And one day, uh, a police car just shot by him on the way from Tacoma to Kent. And it was probably going a hundred. I think if I heard the story right. And Daryl, uh, decided that he was going to, um, use that opportunity to speed and because I think he was late because Daryl was always late. So he oh, just, Darryl. he jumped behind <laughs> the police car and he just went super fast. And eventually the police car slowed down, slowed down, slowed down, and he slowed down, slowed down, slowed down. And eventually the police car went uh, around him and got behind him, like, like just went all the way to the right and then got behind him and pulled him over. And it's called pacing. You got a ticket for pacing and speeding, um, which wouldn't have gotten the 
car impounded if not for Daryl's license was suspended. <laughs> oh, no. So my car got uh, impounded, I think, for about two months, which cost the company a lot of money. Daryl almost got fired. If he wasn't such a great person and manager, he would have gotten fired, but he didn't. But uh, it it led me to go to that impound lot that um, they were talking about, the one on Aurora, but it, when it's in when it goes down toward the airport in Tuckwill, it becomes, quote-unquote, International Boulevard, which sounds fancy, but it's just the same old oh, Aurora. I pa- I've passed that on when I'm taking the the light rail like into mm-hmm. town. I'm like, ooh, International Boulevard. I want to stop off there. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. It just means that all kinds of all kinds of people from all over the globe are having their cars impounded. Uh, <laughs> so I I remember I I I went to this impound lot and they and they were saying no this uh, it's stuck. I mean the it was it was stuck there for two months. I think it was a, like police decree or I don't know why, why you couldn't just get it. I couldn't get it. So now I'm in a, a another rental car to get me this rental car and it's an Oldsmobile Alero, which was fine. It was like a little roller skate, you know, little tiny car. The problem was the, the, um, it was just really low. And so about every other time I got into this Oldsmobile Alero, I would almost brain myself <laughs> um, trying to get in. And I still have a dent in my head from the one or two months where I drove this Oldsmobile Alero uh, out of the fucking impound lot. And yeah, those places are nightmares. Anyone else have an mm-hmm. experience there? Uh, yeah, I, um, um, Dave and I moved from Los Angeles to Austin about 10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago. So for some reason, Dave had to be back for his job like really quickly. So we were going to do it in two days. Like we, you know, drove to El, sadly El Paso is about halfway from Mm -hmm. Los Angeles to Austin. So we stop in El Paso one night, then we get in the car. We're like going towards Austin. We get to Austin. We're excited. We made it in two days. Well, we went to go visit my best friend before we even stopped off. I think at our apartment, we went to go visit my best friend who lived here at the time. And Dave was like, yeah, let's just park right here. We can just park right here. It's fine. I know it says no parking, but you can just park right here. It's fine. We're just going to run in. So we ran in for 10 minutes, um, came back out. My car was gone. And I, you know, like I just moved to Austin. Like I just gotten from fucking El Paso to here. And I'm like, my car is towed. Are you kidding? It's never happened to me before. Of course I was pissed at Dave because like it was his fault, obviously. (laughs) Is all your Um, stuff in there? We had a moving van, but a lot of the stuff was in there. Mm. Um, I mean, we had like somebody was delivering our stuff later on. Um, And I remember at the time they were like, we had to figure out where it was. And they were like, it's off this street called Slaughter. Well, what's funny is that I live right next to Slaughter now. But at the time I was like, where the fuck is that? And it's like, sounds so (laughs) awful. Am I going to get murdered down here? Um, but yeah, it was like off 35 and Slaughter. Um, and I think Emily's talked about that lot. It's a nightmare. Yeah. It's awful. And it's just like all, it's just, it's like farmland basically. You know, you, you're, it's dark. You don't know where you're going really. Uh, and it, of course it was, I think it was more than 200. Honestly, I think it was closer to 300. Yeah. I did not have that. I mean, I just charged it on my credit card cause I had to get my car out and they just hold you, you know, I get like, you can't just park willy nilly anywhere you want to anywhere, but like it's, it's so wrong how much they charge and you, they have you by the balls. Like you have to pay that money or mm-hmm. you're not going to get your car and you're screwed. Uh, yeah, it sucks. Well, 
Andrew called 911 and had a bad experience uh, being hollered at. But what is the location of your emergency? <laughs> Several times. Do these people listen at all? Or are they just on script? I mean, can they be They're human? On script. Yeah. They have to know where he's calling from in order to route it properly. But if the guy says it's not an emergency, if, that, if that's his first, if that's the first. Well, then thing he still mouth. needs to send it to the not right non-emergency line. Like I get it's frustrating, but I also understand why they do that. Huh? Because then they routed him to the right non-emergency place, right in the in the right neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I was I was mad on his behalf. I I took his side on this. I'd be like. A dude, I just told you it's not an emergency. Can we can we just talk as humans for a moment? I mean, are you not drawing breath and and sitting uh, as a human? Can we just have a little oh, conversation? Oh, for God's sakes! Can we not just talk as humans? <laughs> man to man, let's let's just talk, bro. Can we? Come on, just tell him where you are. My scooter got trashed, so <laughs> really upset. I'm sure you can relate. Uh, he. They talked about how uh, the the police wanted him to take pictures of himself with the scooter, and he talked about the picture that we put on LRB that time, and it tap danced <laughs> all over. <laughs> That's really stuck in his craw, but at least he still seems to have a smile on his face when he talks about it, because we really did roast him. Uh, rest in peace, Matt. Um, Luke talks about how being poor can be expensive. We're going to talk about that more later in the week. Paul Allen uh, passes away. They get the news during the show. Um, and I, I, um, Lynn, uh, I don't know why nobody, hardly anybody in the media, including the guys, talked about how he also um, owned the Sounders and was a good owner for the Sounders as well. So um, no point conversion. There's a lot of optimism about the Seahawks, about their running game and their young DBs. Andrew liked the Browns getting blown out. It was relaxing for him. It's uh, <laughs> he, he doesn't like he doesn't like the close losing. So if they're going to lose, might as well get killed. And then Luke uh, talks about again how he hates Patriots and Yankees fans. And you know I'm right there with him. I could bro down with him all Shut day up. long. On Shut that. up. And no. <laughs> uh, no, I, I actually like Patriots fans that are from Boston. Hi, Dave. Love Hi. you, Dave. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, <laughs> uh, whatever. The bandwagon the fans, the you know, fans from, I'm not a bandwagon fan. Fans from I'm married Dallas into it. or LA <laughs> or whatever. Or that, that, uh, just say, hey, how many? Oh, this team, who's winning the championship? That's my team. Yay. Shut up. My mom was a team from Washington fan. My dad is a Dallas fan. It opened me up to new fandom, and I married into it. Mm. I know more about the Patriots than Andrew knows about the Seahawks. So let's I'll give you that. Shut up. I'll give you that. I think, Mike, you've forgotten you are recording with the coven today. <laughs> you may need to watch your stuff hey, here. Hey, I laid myself bare. I cried and cried. Please. I have a new familiar, and I'm working on the curse as we speak. <laughs> it is kind of like a little, like, Salem witch. The little, you know, he's a little black, little black yeah. bear. Yes. Oh, I thought you meant that you'd unleashed Percy into my life. Because <laughs> well, he's maybe doing we some did. work, I'll tell you that. You know he'd be attacking your toes if you had any. Yeah, I know. He's 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 lying right down there where they used to be. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's right. it for Why Monday. Why don't we go 
Yeah. Why don't we go to Tuesday? <laughs> Do you think an hour and before we get to Tuesday is maybe a record? Oh my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I'll speed through this because there's nothing going on today. This is 2750 and that's how you comedy. Um, Luke starts the show out talking about how he wants to get a leash for Olive because Olive follows him and Rudy on their walks. And this is pretty cute. But Alicia is absolutely not the answer. No. <laughs> no. Emily, I, I think had Emily's tried it. In... And I've seen a lot of people try it. It's awful. Oh, yeah. They hate it. I mean, you can train them from when they're tiny. If, if, if you really are committed to it, you have to you know, get them used to it and desensitize them to it and make it a positive experience. But it's a lot of work. You can't just throw a leash on a grown cat and expect them to follow you down Alabama Hill. It's just not going to work. Um, the, the, the answer, Luke, is to keep her inside, for Christ's sake. Um, I was screaming that in my car while I was listening to this just keep her inside Um, I had a cat when I was a teenager who would do this and my parents lived I don't know four or five blocks away from each other and we we had a cat he's an awesome gray cat his name was actually Bear so um, current Bear is is an homage to this bear Um, he was so smart and it was like he knew English you could say like Bear please get off the bed and he would just be like okay get off the bed (laughs) Um, but he used to he used to walk with me between my mom's house and my dad's house he lived at my dad's but he would follow me and and I had the same dilemma as he was he was um following me maybe a block behind half a block behind and then we would have to cross a busy street so I would wait for him he would let me pick him up I would carry him across the busy street and then we would continue on (laughs) and we did that there and back and he he was he was he was smart enough to handle it but not all cats are um Anyway, this isn't going to work, but they, they spend a little time looking at, at leashes and making jokes about the brand name of Puppy being Handmaid's Tale naming convention, which is pretty great. Well, the um, thing about walking um, walking animals is, it, or cats versus dogs, you know, because they're different, like Jupiter and Venus. What? Uh, dogs are perfectly fine with whatever your idea is. Yes. Yeah. Cats, eh. They don't care. They don't care what your idea is. It has to be their idea. Yeah. A dog wants to spend time with you and smell pee outside, so mm-hmm. they will tolerate. They'll tolerate you putting spikes on their neck. I know. You know, just so long that they can go outside. Mm-hmm. Cats are not into it. Um, I'm actually trying to train. So Bear is totally fine with being in the car still. I think he's too young to understand that it's terrifying. So I'm capitalizing on that because it's always been my dream to have a cat who is like comfortable being in the car, at least mm-hmm. not you know, screaming like the world's about to end. So I've been driving him around with me and taking him places and he's got a little sling and I can carry him in it and he'll just go to sleep. And I'm, I'm not going to put a harness on him, but I am going to keep driving him around. Hopefully that will just save him and me a lot of stress in the future when he's got to go to the vet and Mm -hmm. stuff. So, so far that's actually going really well. Um, He just rolls around in his carrier and plays with his feet in the car. (laughs) Just adorable. (laughs) Um, they start talking about Paul Anka songs, um, wrote a lot of those like teen love songs. Luke is, is positing that maybe the parents had a good point. <laughs> <laughs> They're usually painted as the villains in these songs, but like that 21 year old does not need to be dating that 15 year old girl. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably correct. Uh, those songs are all a little bit creepy and uh, uh, I don't know the whole time he was talking about this. I'm like, yeah, they've always fetishized teenage girls in songs. Always, always, mm-hmm. always. It's nothing new. Well, they are and not pretty. just in songs. So what are you uh, do? They are pretty. Yeah. Well, what are we supposed yourself. to do as guys? If a girl's pretty, what are we supposed to do? Not rape her? Yeah, you're you're basically <laughs> just animals, so you you have no self-control and no decency. Um, 
I'm glad you you're all all finally figuring this out. It took a long yeah, time. Yeah, I understand it now. Yeah. Oh, um, burkas are making so much more sense to me now. <laughs> <laughs> right? They're on to something. It's not a bad idea. Um the in the probably the most TBTL Andrew thing that has ever happened. Um Andrew plays just the audio of a very unfunny Cheech and Chong skit because it's unfunny. It's like listen mm-hmm. to this not funny thing. It I'm going to play it. So so tbtl to do that I'm yeah like, why are we listening to this <laughs> and it was like i i i was listening and i was like what the he- what the hell is happening sometimes i'll zone out and i'll miss what's going on and so i've i rewound it and it was like a half an hour of this garbage it's like where how did this start and what is it and who is it and i had to listen like three times before i figured it out so i'm extra mad about this dumb skit well it's the audio equivalent of going Oh, this milk smells weird. Here, taste right. it. Here, smell it. Yeah, exactly. What's What's funny about it to me is they they will play it. Uh, it's so unfunny. Listen how unfunny it is. And then there was an, like another time, and I'll use the example of like the Gary Goldman bit, um, where they cut it off. You know, they're like, oh, there's this funny bit. Let me play it. And they play a little bit of it. And I'm like, oh no, this is way funnier than TBTL. Keep it keep it rolling. <laughs> keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. So they talk about Cheech and Chong a bit. Um, Luke alludes to CBS Sunday Morning doing a, a Cheech and Chong interview um, and the, the correspondent using a very tired weed joke. I I don't know. That's not the correspondent's fault. That's what you have to do when you're interviewing Cheech and Chong. You have to make a yep. dumb weed joke. That's their mm-hmm. shtick. They kind of brought this on themselves. You can't talk about their Oscar nominations or anything. Yeah, or one, <laughs> of, one of them is like a serious art collector and, and knows a great deal about Chicano art. It's really cool, but they don't, nobody ever talks about that. You talk about the, the van made of marijuana. And the CBS very uh, funny. This Morning demo is not ready for untired weed jokes. They're not ready for a brand new generation of weed jokes. Just no, give them what no. they need. Yeah. Does, the guys discuss how comedy doesn't always age well. That's kind of true for some art in general. Not all of it, but comedy... Um, often does have a a, a freshness date Mm -hmm. and going back isn't always super great um next up uh i don't know how this happened but they start to wonder why is it cute to walk a pig but not a ferret well i quibble with the idea that it's cute to walk a pig well that's that's yeah that's a valid argument um people it seemed very trendy for a while there to have house pigs like little tiny pigs i feel like it's coming back all of a sudden i mean is it R.I.P. Ariana and Pete, but they had uh, my like cup, my favorite celebrity couple had a pet pig, and I'm like, what are you going to do with a pet pig after you know three months or something? Well, I guess I don't want I've heard our that cultural can... trends should not be following Pete Davidson's lead. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've heard that they're just as smart as dogs and can be domesticated, and that's totally fine. Um, it doesn't bother me at all. I wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't want to deal with it. Um, but it was puzzling to me, given the, that that is generally considered true, that Luke said that he would only have a pig if he lived in a rural area. A house pig. He would have an indoor pig, but only if he lived on a farm? Like, why? I, you can just have it well, inside at your house he now. He would have a pig door like he has a cat door for all of it. It would be an indoor-outdoor pig. And then he would constantly be having to go back to his neighbor's house and get the pig who wandered away out of his yard mm-hmm. because he can't yeah. secure his animals to I save would his replace life. all of these animals with pigs if I could. And I would not have to sweep every goddamn second of every day. That's true. That's really true. Um, Andrew says he doesn't want to cuddle with anything that's cloven-hooved. Uh, so that's his objection to having a pet pig. 
I mean, I can see where he's coming from. Sure. They have cute hooves, though. There's a pig across the street. They are cute. That's, it has just the most adorable. Emily tells me this because I haven't been over there, but has the most adorable, like, uh, pink toenails. Hoof, hoof, hoof the, it's like they're wearing It's like they're wearing cute little booties, mm-hmm. little heels, because mm-hmm. um, their heels are so high. Um, and they're especially cute on little baby pigs. I still don't want one. Uh, I'm good with cats. Top story for today is that Apple changed the bagel emoji. They didn't really get into this story other than complaining about emojis. I don't think that Apple is in charge of emojis, are they? I thought there was some emoji authority. Yeah, yeah was... I always thought it was, there's weirdly like an emoji, like... Um... It's like international. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the UN. Yeah, it's exactly. Emojis. It's weirdly official. And I, yeah, I don't yeah. think that Apple is is in charge of it i mean maybe they give him notes i don't know but everybody can use an emoji so it's not just like apple oriented someone someone tried to change uh change the uh poop emoji a few years ago some journalist and was chopped up and murdered in the oh i wouldn't tolerate that i would disembody them while they were alive um they talk about how they're kind of too old for emoji use um luke is clued into cool emojis by his daughter, just like he's clued in to everything cool by his daughter because he's an old man now. Um, I love emojis, but I, you know, I don't think I don't think it's got to do with age. Phyllis is a little bit older than me, and she's the emoji queen. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, she is. I mean, undoubtedly, she can tell an entire story in emojis. <laughs> oh yeah, that was no uh, that was one of my Mike has ideas. I don't know if we talked about it on this show, but I, I there should be a show called Emoji That Excited Mark. Where someone comes on, tells a story, and then there are like two or three contestants, and they each have mm-hmm. like thirty seconds to retell that story, whatever you know, short story with emojis, and whoever does the best job, and will will be the winner. And Phyllis hilariously tells, you know, yes. just parrots back stories to us when we tell them in the chat, <laughs> and and sometimes I'll 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 put out a sentence about something that happened to me that, you know, like no one's ever written this sentence, so. Phyllis, emoji that, and she'll fire it back, and you're like, oh, she's amazing. And there are probably a lot of people that are amazing. You know how many people pay to watch video games, like on Twitch and mm-hmm. shit like that? I think this I think this game show idea could work. I'm so impressed with her attention to detail. I was telling, I, mm-hmm. I don't remember the, the context, but I was telling a story where the time was important. I said something about how it was 3.15 or something. <laughs> and she found the emoji of the clock face that was that exact amount of time. <laughs> It's like, wow, she's just incredible. Yeah. She really is. And fast. And I'm still like, is mm-hmm. is there a fish emoji in there somewhere? <laughs> right? no. I can't I can't do it. I try and and, and when I, I'm really proud of myself when I can put a little bit of it together, you know, because it's so much funnier than just telling a joke for some reason. Yeah, it is. It, it helps is. me a bit now that Apple will suggest an emoji when you type a word uh-huh. that applies. <laughs> yes. So I, that, that's helped me along. I'm sure Phyllis doesn't need that assist. No. My new um, favorite one it, right now is the guy with the monocle. I don't know why. I'm always like, what's going yes. on here? That's a really good yep. one. Yes. He's studious. <laughs> um, they talk about how how they're old and then they, they, they kind of punch. Is this punching down or punching up? I don't know. They make more fun punching of, of down. people older than them. Um, Luke mentions the fact that his dad noticed that Paul Allen died five hours after he noticed that Paul Allen mm. died and how that's, I guess, scorn worthy. Um, that's Andrew at least talks six about hours after newspapers. Mike McCauley figured out that Paul Allen True. died. True. <laughs> Paul Allen, uh, Mike McCauley was there when the doctor walked out of the room. 
he had the tweet ready to go. He just had to push send. Right. Um, Andrew buys newspapers from boxes. He might be the only person on earth who still does that. <laughs> Yeah. And they complain about having too many choices, like um, when you've got uh, touch tunes versus an old jukebox where you basically can only play Queen or, you know. Tom Waits. Uh, yeah. And they would rather, I guess, have fewer choices. That's an actual dilemma yeah. that people have. Yeah. Um, it, you get kind of overwhelmed by having too many choices. So I don't know if that, that makes them old or it just makes them human. Is that it for Tuesday? That's it. <laughs> All right. Let's roll into Wednesday, 2751, Oscar the Gout. Um all right, Andrew starts off hating on his clam performance on Brains On. Um, I haven't listened to it yet, like, in full, and I was going to let Bridget be, like, a taste tester for it to see if she thought he did a good job. But when they played it, I thought he did a good job. I mean... I did, too. It's kid stuff, so you have to kind of be, like, over, you know, it's it's not subtle yeah. at all. I thought he yeah. did a good job. He did. It did sound like he was reading a bit, but like he's not an actor. No, it's fine. Exactly. And they literally <laughs> yeah. called him in and said, you know, hey, just come do this real quick. But yeah. I, th- I thought he did. I thought he did well. Yeah. Um, then they somehow start talking about Mad Love, the movie. I don't remember exactly how they got into that, but I have seen this movie since it came out, which was like 1995. I um, remember hating it so, so much. And now I think probably if I was a little if I saw it now, I wouldn't love it, but it maybe would like have a little bit more sympathy for the subject. But I just remember thinking, she's so annoying. Just like get your shit together. But it's all about mental illness. So I was maybe like <laughs> not uh, as kind as I would want to be now. But I do remember hating it. But I do like Drew Barrymore. I have an affinity for her. But yeah, I did not like that. Um, Luke talks about how he's going to start doing online therapy, which I've always sort of you know, been intrigued by because it's advertised so heavily on various podcasts that I listen to. But I do feel like I hate doing FaceTime with people, not like in real life, but FaceTime. I don't like, I feel I don't look people in the eye. I'm sort of like on the spectrum about it. Like it kind of freaks me out. So I, I don't think I would like doing that, but Anyway, Luke talks about how the person, the woman that they paired him with was sort of new agey, kind of not his deal. And I really like kind of got what he was saying where you don't want to say no to something that's actually like you should be in charge of it. Like you should be the one saying, no, I don't think that really is going to work for me. And you're so scared about saying no. And then she had such a great response, which was good. I mean, as she should. She's an on-call therapist and she should have some emotional awareness but uh but it was good I mean it all turned out well but I totally understood I was very stressed out when he got the email back like oh what is she gonna say I mean what else is she gonna say she's not gonna be like fuck you right (laughs) you're gonna see me anyway I don't like you either um but uh but you know to be continued later in the week um Andrew talks about he said this was his breakdown about how he refers to Genevieve uh girlfriend 90% of the time partner 9% and wife 1% uh when he doesn't want to correct people uh I thought the partner thing I don't know I feel like that's getting more and more normal it does sound a little clinical but I I I don't care what he calls Genevieve. I honestly don't. It's his relationship who gives a shit it just girlfriend is so infantilizing to me I don't it just seems odd to me. There has to be a better name. They've been together longer than Dave and I've been together. And we've been together for 14 years. You know, they've, 
they are life partners at this point. And if they, you know, bought a house, I would assume it would be in some sort of joint fashion. It just is so weird. Again, I don't know why people would get mad about it. Who gives a shit? Well, we haven't been boys or girls since we were boys and girls. Yeah. Yeah. It just I in mean, Canada, it's super normal. I mean, that a lot of people will call their wife or husband their partner. Yeah, I think it's yeah. probably just it's just not as normal to our ears mm-hmm. yet, for sure. And you know, I guess Luke was like, "Ooh, it's kind of keeping it sexy to say my girlfriend." And I'm like, "They're fine," <laughs> but they've also been together no. for almost twenty <laughs> years at this point. Um, anyway, I but I don't I was, you know, I was annoyed at Andrew th- during this discussion. Because he brought up the time on the Stens yes. page yeah. when someone was like, "Why would he? Why doesn't he just call her his wife or whatever?" And but the thing is that Andrew doesn't tell the story right. Is that it was this one person who said it, and then Andrew came down on him like a ton of bricks, which of I think was appropriate. That was fine. And then the guy was like, "You know what? You're right. I was out of line." I apologize. It's none of my business. So Andrew's been holding on to this thing for sure. like three years mm-hmm. yeah, when it was one person who immediately apologized for it. Who did? He needs some FaceTime therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be continued later in the week because I had some issues with his issues, but that's fine. Um, yeah, I think that's really frustrating because the, the outcome actually was what you want. You want to get upset with somebody and then them say, you know what? You're right. You're right. And that's exactly what. And But Andrew, like, can't see that part. He just still sees, like, the anger of it, which is, you know, go to therapy, dude. It's really helpful. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> okay. So the, they move on. The top story is about the homeless lady that was living in her car and her car got towed. And, you know, it was kind of, uh, like, oddly timed in that that we were having this big discussion the day previous and, and – uh, this story came out, which really like spread like wildfire because I heard about it, not via TBTL stuff. It was just somebody was talking about it. And it really does go to show, you know, Luke's whole, it's not just Luke, but it is really expensive to be poor. Like if you make one mistake and it just is like compounds on itself and, uh, it's just shitty. It's just really shitty. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's kind of, I think her car was stolen. So it was like, she's paying, you know, $21,000, which is wild uh and you know she's just trying to like she's not getting in trouble she's just trying to like you know have a place to stay Ugh. anyway it was it's it's kind of fucked up but um uh then they uh moved on oh actually was uh, lucas talked about this before but it did remind me of that documentary hot coffee have y'all seen it mm-hmm. it's it's really good and just how like i don't know the consumer gets screwed all the time and you know there's all this fine print that they talk you like don't read because you want to sign off on something and then you kind of get screwed on it it just reminded me of that a little bit like the um, like the train tracks the landlord thing wait the what the landlord thing that you didn't read about oh. how you're going to get tied yes. to the train tracks if you fell behind <laughs> exactly four days on your rent. damn it victor van horn it's, yeah. it's called the pencil thin mustache claws. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, then they talk about Carol Spinney, who I it is wild that he's still the or I guess not anymore, but he's the voice of Oscar and Big Bird. Um, you know, it's so weird though because I I watched uh, Sesame Street a little bit when I was a kid. I actually watched it a fair amount, and my kids have less than zero interest in it. I mean, they kind of like it in theory, but I tried to sit them down. 
And it's just their brains are wired so differently because it is like slow television. I mean, it mm-hmm. is very methodical. But it's nice because it's not loud or anything and it's good lessons. But neither of my kids like super latched onto it. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked it. Um, and I know that Luke was like, this doesn't count because it's not in the Sesame Street world. But Miss Piggy was by far my favorite Muppet. By far. I mean, I really identified with her. And there's a picture mm-hmm. of me somewhere holding a Miss Piggy. Like, I was so excited because she's This fancy. is the least she surprising news I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I loved her. I loved and I loved Muppet Babies, though I really was a little bit too old to watch it. I loved Muppet Babies. Um, anyway, uh, they, uh, go to a note from Lizzie who works for Pepsi, um, who says that the difference, be- there is not a great difference between Coke Zero and Diet Coke, which I'm sorry, Lizzie, if you listen to this, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> like that is wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love Andrew said something about like, I don't have that great of a palate, but I think even in a blind taste test, I could tell the difference between Coke Zero and Diet Coke. And it's so true. They're totally different. Um, I, 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 y'all are all three of you, um, Diet Coke drinkers? Only occasionally. Okay. It's not my preferred. But you will drink it, Meredith? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yes. I, I bring this to the, to the coven. Um, (laughs) the, the times that I've tasted diet drinks, including Diet Coke, uh, I couldn't be more disgusted at the taste. And, and every time I've, tasted them I'm, i'd be like well i'd rather just have one sip of coke than a thousand sips of this diet coke or this coke zero or this diet pepsi or whatever it is so i'm wondering if um is it do you get used to it is it like smoking a cigarette and then you're like oh this is gross but it makes me feel the things i need to feel so i'll get used to smoking this um what did did y'all love these diet drinks the minute you tasted them? Because I can't get past the initial revulsion. It was an adjustment for me. Um, I'm not super concerned about the sugar. So generally, if I'm going to have a... I just don't drink that much soda, mm-hmm. pop, whatever you want to call it. Let's oh God, not let's, start this yeah, again. Please. Um, <laughs> but... You know, if 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 I'm having like a super high calorie meal, I'll maybe just throw in a diet just because like, oh, I'll save myself uh-huh. a little tiny bit. Um, but it, no, I didn't like it at first. It was definitely an acquired taste. OK, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, he, uh, we'll wait. And you're last because I know <laughs> yeah. you're most committed. Yeah. H- Hillary, wh- how did you get into drinking diet drinks? Well, I mean, that's all my parents had at our house. Okay, so weirdly, so my my grandfather actually owned um, a 7-Up bottling plant in Texas. So we always, my grandmother always had like every soda. It was my dream. I would be so excited when I went to her house Mm -hmm. because she would have like every variety of soda. But at my house, like at at my house in Dallas, we just had Diet Coke. That's just all we had. And it's just a different thing to me. It's not it's not Coke. It's, it's just as a diet. I don't know. I was, I think I, I was just raised on it. So I know what it tastes like. And now, especially, and I think Anne can acknowledge this, the burn that you get from a diet Coke is, oh. it's not what you get from Coke. Like Coke is like a sugary thing. I don't drink diet Coke to get that sugar hit. I do it. Cause it's like, there's a burning cold. Sensation. Uh, and it's really delicious. selling it. The burning. 
<laughs> oh, everybody burning that drinks cold. Diet Coke knows what I'm talking about when I say the burning. Yep. You know what I'm talking yep. about. Ugh, I wonder so if some of this is because I wasn't ra- like my parents were kind of hippity dippity and we weren't yeah. allowed to have any sort of soda. Like they would take us to McDonald's every once in a while, but we did not have it in the house. They didn't start having and their choice was Diet Pepsi, which I really mm. can't get behind. Oh. But when they when we were grown up, like maybe late teens, they started to, to, to bring Diet Pepsi into the house and I didn't really want to have anything to do with it. Well, Diet Pepsi is disgusting, so that's why. Sorry, Lizzie. Yeah. Anne, origin right. story? <laughs> is it my turn? <laughs> Hillary is exactly right as far as I'm concerned. You don't drink Diet Coke as a substitute for Coke. No. It's a completely separate thing on its own, and it the burn is <laughs> magnificent. <laughs> it is kind of like that gingery taste i yeah. i, I kind of mm-hmm. know what you mean i don't crave it but i know exactly what you mean and we weren't allowed to have soda growing up and if it was a very special occasion you could have one of mom's diet cokes and then by the time i was 12 she told me i was getting fat and put me on a diet so mm-hmm. i never had any opportunity or desire to drink the regular stuff because calories mm-hmm. so that's what I know and what okay. I want. And I think the marketing of um, Coke Zero as it tastes more like Coke is just lost on me because yeah. I don't want it to taste more like Coke. I want it to taste like Diet Coke. you were never into Coke. so No, I never was. Okay, I, It's like you said you take one sip of Diet Coke and you think it's disgusting. I take one sip of coffee and I think it's disgusting. But you love it. So it just yeah. it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, plenty of that stuff is an acquired taste. I didn't like whiskey at first. I didn't like tequila at first. Yeah. Now that's all I drink. <laughs> but I just kept trying. Yep. Uh, have any Diet Coke? No, but we have a fridge full of whiskey and yep. tequila. Um, uh, back to Lizzie's um, email. I did think it was interesting, and I have totally seen this, about how um, <laughs> the sodas are marketed. Like I remember when there was like a ten calorie or something Dr Pepper, mm-hmm. and it's so mm-hmm. men. I mean, no offense, men are so fragile about how they're marketed to. It's like <laughs> this can't be gay, right? Like it's not like lady stuff. Oh yeah, I remember so that. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, yeah. That so they have to, yeah. they have to market it towards you know guys to feel confident in their. Wasn't there like a manly Dr Pepper? It was yeah, like only for dudes yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Yeah. Luke and Jen did a taste test yes. of the 10-calorie Dr. Pepper. Yeah. It's like, it's it's light, but it's not like, you're not on a diet. You're just, you not know. like you're gay. It's not like sissy drink. It's not gay. It's fine. <laughs> it's, oh, totally, it's so it's totally dumb. Fun. It's so embarrassing for you guys. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then it was just, she just talked about how sodas break down, which I thought was interesting, but kind of obvious about like, the sugars. And if it is in a bottle, it breaks down because it's more, I guess, permeable science. I don't know. Um, With, then if those diet go- drinks get, get too warm and too, too <laughs> cold and too warm and too cold, eventually it just becomes <laughs> a cancerous tumor inside of the can. <laughs> in drinkable fashion. Um, <laughs> Um, then they start talking about The Good Place, which Luke, I guess, has started to watch and maybe powered through by now. Um, it is so great. I have I'm a couple episodes behind on this season, but it's so, so oh, funny. Um, it is so it's great. So, 
It's so great. And Kristen Bell is awesome. Everybody in that cast is awesome, actually. Like, Kristen Bell's awesome. Dave and I were watching it, and he was like, God, Ted Danson's the best actor. And I, he really is. He's so good. He's so good. good. Mm-hmm. He's so so good. good. It's like the um, new 30 Rock. He's, uh, yeah. he's Alec Baldwin, and, and yeah. she's Tina Fey. And they're they're just laying themselves bare for the sake of comedy. Yeah. And it's so fucking great. It's so great. And Maya Rudolph in the past few, I mean, the end of the second season is so funny. Um, anyway, so I, that's to be continued because Luke's just mm-hmm. getting into it. But it is really, really good. And so that wraps up Wednesday. All right. Going to Thursday, number 2752, Putin on the Ritz. Let's <laughs> go right back into the good place talk. Uh, I think on the Wednesday... Andrew was telling Luke to watch it. By Thursday, yes. Luke has watched uh, most of the first season. That's it's right. very bingeable. <laughs> yeah, it is. And he loves it. He made a really interesting observation Ugh. is that he feels like he's lived a lot of his life like Kristen Bell's character, Eleanor, yep. in that he's been a trash monster. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite people on The Good Place is when Adam Scott shows up playing <laughs> Trevor, the demon, which is not a spoiler. And, and that whole does, scene at the that whole episode where they're at the restaurant is fan- it's I feel like uh, I could watch that twenty times and catch something new each time. So sh- yep, yes. Yep. Well, I'm I'm lucky enough to be ahead of Emily. I've been watching the show and then, you know, now I'm catching Emily up. So I get to watch it that second time. And and you're right, Meredith. Like I'll, I'll be watching. And go, oh yeah. Oh oh, I didn't get that. Oh look at that. Like if you read something on the menu, they they put so much thought into all these little details. Mm-hmm. And I think my favorite thing about the good place might be the names of the various frozen yogurt stands <laughs> yeah. and like the muffin place that Chidi goes to. They all have awesome names, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's great. But um, one of the things that Adam Scott's character does is refers to. Kristen Bell's character is a trash monster. <laughs> so that's what Luke feels like he's behaved as a trash monster a lot of his life, which, boy, that's yeah. some self-reflection right there. Yeah. Um, they think that maybe we're ready for a comedy that isn't so dark. The Gen X uh, desires, I guess, run to more sarcastic and fatalistic. Um, before we get into talking about Dax Shepard's podcast, um, uh, John Favreau, not the director the guy from Pod Save America, the former Obama speechwriter, was on it. Yep. Hillary, yes. do you listen to that? Yep. You listen to that. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about this very thing about how when he left the White House, he uh, was trying to do some screenwriting and he submitted a show that was a very like upbeat, positive uh, White House drama. I don't know, kind of West Wingy, I guess. And he said nobody would bite at it because it was the era of Breaking Bad and Mad Men, yeah. and we all wanted our anti-hero. anti-heroes. Yeah. And now that we have a, an actual trash monster in the White House, people <laughs> are looking for Kevin Spacey or Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Take your pick. Okay. So we're, we want something that makes us feel a little bit better about humanity, and I think The Good Place does that. Um, speaking of armchair expert, uh, Luke has just gotten obsessed with that this morning. That's Jack Shepard's podcast. He's Kristen Bell's husband. For those who don't know, um, he thinks that he is Dax and that Carrie is Kristen Bell, which was another very interesting <laughs> observation. I've said that since I started listening. I just thought, I mean, obviously Dax Shepard is more successful and, you know, has more money than... Um, Luke does, but they have a similar 
ethos. And I get similarly frustrated with both of them because they're <laughs> so stubborn and they think that their poverty is equal to somebody else's stuff, which, you yep. know, is it's not, you know, it's just it, they have similar uh, tendencies and uh, natures to them. And it, it, I, it's amazing that Luke kind of got it from the very beginning. because I was like, oh, my gosh, there's so much alike. <laughs> yeah, Dax is a really interesting person. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously very bright and thinks a lot, but also is quite impressed with himself yes. and his own evolution. And he, the fact that nice he has person, an anthropology but... major, I'm like, really? Yeah, oh, yes. I, I can not hear you talk about how you're an anthropology major anymore because you're not an <laughs> anthropologist. Like, that's not your career. You made chips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that was a bad movie. <laughs> yep, I watched it. Terrible. I saw. I watched it on an airplane, and it was terrible. I watched the Baywatch movie before that, and that was bad, but in a totally enjoyable way. Mm-hmm. And the chips was just bad in a bad way. Yep. Yeah. I was like, this misses on every level. Yeah, I was surprised when I it made Baywatch look like King married. Lear. <laughs> I know. I was like, really, Kristen Bell and the guy from Punked? That's yeah. weird. But um, I do get frustrated with him sometimes, but he is interesting and he is smart and he does seem willing to learn. Yes. So that's, yeah, it's worth checking out, I think. Um, Are we ready? I'm playing one of my anger cards right now. (laughs) Just going to read what I wrote. Luke couldn't figure out how to microwave his Trader Joe's enchilada (laughs) because the instructions were too complicated. And he's a little Bambi whose continued survival in this world is astonishing to me. Here is a list of the things that he could not handle. One, he could not figure out how long an inch was to cut an appropriate slit in the packaging. Two, he cannot figure out the wattage of his microwave. Well, how the hell could you ever find that? Well, maybe you look at the sticker that's on the microwave. It tells you what the wattage is. He cannot figure out how to set the time for anything other than one minute increments to cook something. I guess he has the button that says one minute and he just pushes that a bunch of time and it starts. Then he can't figure out. This is number four. He cannot figure out how to change the power setting to microwave at 50% power. Holy fucking shit. How is he allowed out in this world? How how do we allow him to operate a vehicle? How is he allowed to vote? How can he pay taxes? How is he not in an institution if he cannot figure out these things? Carrie, I don't know. Anybody? I don't, I don't have an answer for this. I mean, I, I literally, I, I, yeah, my phone is broken. I threw it into the ocean. I drove to the ocean and threw it in. I don't live by the ocean. Um, I, I, it, it's, it, it takes three seconds to look at the thing and figure, I mean, it's so, he, he took 50% power and, and translated that into 50% of the time, which is not the same thing. No, at all. He didn't know how to divide four uh, and a half minutes either. Did anybody no- notice true. that? No, yeah, 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 yeah. There's no way to do that. Uh. Well, look, I, so I work with a whole bunch of male engineers. This is not, I'm sure, limited to men, but that's where I see it. Mike, get ready to represent your whole gender. 
But they're all these engineers I work with, and they're so smart, and they develop complicated systems and solve problems that are very difficult. And then I hear them go over to our admins because they can't figure out how to do some simple administrative task. And they're like, but I don't know how to do it. And I'm like, no, you don't care to figure out how to do it. Mm -hmm. It's not important to you. Mm -hmm. So you haven't taken the time to do a tiny bit of problem solving. Instead, you would rather make it a woman's problem to take care of you. And I want to throw every phone I've ever owned across this house. I want to throw it over the balcony, <laughs> down to the first floor, mm-hmm. into the foyer so that it smashes. That's why you that's why you don't sell your old technology like everyone encourages you to do. <laughs> Just keep throwing them in that drawer until the perfect moment, which would be this. I want to honor Martha <sighs> for her throw her phone, who said Microwave talk. Most of this seemed to revolve around Luke's lack of science and math education, which is not new. But when he said he didn't know how to set it to 50%, I lost it. How do these guys even get through the world in a daily basis? <laughs> I, I, oh, Martha. I can't tell you. I can't uh, defend the engineers. <clears throat> I will offer uh, a defense of uh, stoners. I've never been, quote unquote, a stoner, <laughs> but I am someone who has been stoned. <laughs> And there are times, or there have been times, when uh, you're stoned and you're, oh, man, I need to eat some dinner. So you'll go and you'll get something like this microwave burrito, and you'll look at it, and you'll look at the instructions, and and you'll think, you know, oh, sorry, microwave enchilada, which is a little more complicated than a burrito, you know, because there's usually more instructions. Obviously, in this case, there is. I will... He he just started tearing it open because he was not a stoner. A stoner would hold the thing, look at it, look at the picture for a while, think about how much they want to eat it, mm-hmm. turn the package over, start reading the instructions. And, you know, um, I know that I can find out how much wattage my oven is. I know that if I thought about it, I can do all the math and do all the things. But... um. You know, and, and Andrew can probably identify with this. At a, at a certain point, you just go, I'm sure there's something less complicated. And then you go eat a banana and some crackers, and then you go back and watch some football. <laughs> you know? Or you put it in the microwave and forget about it, and then it's, right. you put it there the next, then the next, next day. Yeah, the next day, Emily goes, what's this enchilada doing? Yeah. In the... <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I abandoned that. I saw something else I wanted to eat while it was cooking and... Yeah. So uh, well, that's the best defense I can give you is is uh, it's you almost anybody can figure out how to do this. It's just are you willing to do it and do you have the wherewithal to do it? Well, I think that's the frustration is he has the capacity to yeah. do it, but he just he spends, I don't know, 15 minutes complaining about how it's impossible. Right. All right. I would rather be single for the rest of my <laughs> life, which looks like it's more and more likely than spend my life yoked to somebody <laughs> who can't even be bothered to use their brain for this. <sighs> Carrie yeah. is a goddamn saint and she can do better than Burbank. There's, there's no way he's ever really pulled off a blue apron, right? <laughs> no way. No, no way. No. I had blue apron for a good long while. Those are not easy. No, it's not easy. It's not for people who no, have no idea how to use a microwave. No. 
All right, well, let's move on because I just get madder and madder about it. <laughs> uh, they take a detour to talking into about Stephen A. Smith for whatever reason, I don't know, and how Luke saw some program about him or interview no, it was with an him interview and in now the New is starting to respect. Oh, starts is starting to respect him more. Do you have any thoughts on that, Mike? Not particularly. I didn't read person? the New Yorker piece. I, I, I have enough Stephen A. Smith in my life. <laughs> yep. Apparently, he is working to develop uh, some sort of catchphrase that <laughs> consists of "Stay off the damn weed." <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and they get into talking about should we care if athletes smoke weed or not. And I would say as long as it doesn't affect their performance on the court, and we can know that for sure. Go it's ahead. just a holdover. Yeah. Line it up, boys. You know, from the pre-legalization days. And it, mm-hmm. yeah, I, and mm-hmm. I would hope in every collective bargaining agreement in every sport, all the, all the major sports come, the next collection, uh, collective bargaining agreements in all those sports, they'll get rid of that. Just because right now they're testing and they they give a lot of people suspensions because weed stays in your system a lot longer than most drugs. And it's so it's it's insidious that way. So right now what's happening is that almost every athlete is smoking weed, but they they refrain, they refrain, they refrain until they get their last test of the year. And then it's on, you know, like (laughs) they just. I mean, it's a reality. They're all smoking weed, some of them for pain, some for anxiety, some just to party. But it's not it's not something that we should be bothering about. It's so 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 stupid to be grinding our gears over this stuff. I think the mm-hmm. attitude is is starting to change. It's on the ballot in Michigan for recreational and wow. it looks like it's got a lot of support and it would be the first midwestern state to to legalize recreational, which would be kind of amazing. Um, for the Midwest. So I feel like that might be a, a, a tide change. I don't think it's going to fail. If it can just get on the ballot anywhere, it's not going to fail. It's just a matter of getting on the ballot, which there are a lot of assholes standing in the way of. So I definitely, I hate signing petitions, but I signed that one and I signed the one for automatic voter registration when you get your ID. Mm. Hey, do you have a, do you have a minute to talk about climate change? <laughs> do you have a minute to eat my farts? <laughs> Well, usually I use. <laughs> I I Luke's use not my... the only one who can drop in good place references right? at will. All right. I generally those people stay away from me. I use my my unapproachable force field to avoid having to deal with those people. Uh, but I actually was I overheard somebody else signing both of these, and I was like, I will sign those. <laughs> I volunteered to sign them. Pick it up yourself. Wow. If you're so horny for the environment. <laughs> Well, top story for the day is the Sky Whale is back in Canberra, Australia. Uh, I think it was built, made, created, whatever, like five years ago, and it has returned. Uh, it's a hot air balloon art, public art piece that apparently costs $100,000, Australian dollars, every time they take it for a flight, and it's a whale that has 10... Big old droopy, utter so cool. slash breasts. Big old bitties. Nipples. What a <laughs> yep. gross. Um, I will just say what Luke said. What can you say about art? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's subjective. It's a thing. <laughs> right. Um, I think a lot of 
art is bullshit. But that's because, as my brother once told me, and you just don't understand art. That is true. Pretty much every artist and... is in the bad place. also luke says quote i know it's a hot air balloon not a blimp they are probably different probably 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 (laughs) there's a good chance okay um mixed into this conversation they get into uh, talk about chris hayes and reveal that he's into intermittent fasting currently as well as all sorts of other fad diets because uh, he's trying to fight his dad bod, which I guess you probably try a little harder when you're on TV. Uh, he still looks like he's 19 years old yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. as far as I mean, he's got a round face and he's it's a very much a baby face. I was I always think that you know maybe you should try not having glasses. I don't know what it is because he's cute hmm. and his brain makes him much cuter. But I don't think the glasses are doing him any favors. I don't know. For a while, he had like those round Harry Potter ones, yeah, and I was like, "Dude, they're no. not helping." Him. He seems to have switched no. to yeah. he's it's something more rectangular now. But I don't know. I'm like, hmm. I kind of agree. Maybe maybe he just needs to get all gaunt, and then his face won't look round. But <laughs> I don't know, Chris. You're fine. You look great. You can get your face to um, to, your to good as long as you're completely unhealthy. <laughs> right. Your brain is the most attractive thing about you. So true, true. don't starve it of carbohydrates or anything uh then we get into talk about tab and how tab drinkers are afraid that it is uh, disappearing that coke may be phasing it out i didn't know that coke owned tab i I was just ignorant of that fact uh since obviously i'm not interested in any other coke products besides mine (laughs) you tried tab my mom used to drink tab way back in the day but that was before we were ever allowed anything and i think we we moved to europe for the second time in 84 and so i think when we finally came back diet coke was abundant and she switched so i, I don't burns remember like ever a drinking a tab. i bet it oh, burns yes. and burns Ooh, i don't know all that saccharin <laughs> Um, in 2011, Tab manufactured 3 million cans while Diet Coke, uh, was manufactured for 885 million cans. And I think that's about the right ratio. (laughs) Um, you, it's not going away. You can still get it. You just, you can't buy it like in a single can at a convenience store. You, You have to get a 12 pack or whatever at the grocery store. If their Facebook page isn't called keeping tabs, they, they need to get fucking shut down. (laughs) um then they get into talking about the saccharin and tab and do artificial sweeteners cause cancer luke says that he thinks that they probably that that is probably junk science but he admits (laughs) because he wants to keep drinking diet soda so he's just decided that it's junk science i don't uh reject it like that i mean we don't know indication that they're in mice and rats that there may be some issues with artificial sweeteners but the thing is i don't i don't care if it gives me cancer i'm i'm okay frankly i will depart this world listen guys i'm over here all by myself diet coke is all i have and if it makes you feel better those rat and mice studies are not always applicable to humans and i think what they did in those in the 80s when there was that panic is they injected pellets of it under their skin which is generally i don't know how you're consuming diet coke but i don't think that's usually the route of administration if it were possible i I think think ann would have a kit (laughs) well probably 
any day now, I'm going to get a package from Amazon that Bobby sent me a Diet Coke pellet machine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, the burning under my um, skin. Whoa. Subdermal <laughs> Diet Coke. My mother was telling me once that I shouldn't drink so much Diet Coke because it's bad for me. And I was like, listen, I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I don't run around having unsafe sex. Uh, I, wa I don't smoke. Leave me the Diet Coke. And Let like, her have this sounds, one thing. She goes, sounds like rationalizing to me, Anne. Oh, my God. I was like, I want a different mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's my it's rationalization. Hey, Mom, I switched to regular Coke, and guess what? Now I'm as fat as you ever wanted me to be, so you can make fun of me forever. <laughs> well, Andrew says that he felt the same way about cigarettes as Luke does about <laughs> artificial funny. sweeteners. Yikes. He was just like... I what science? I haven't seen the science. <laughs> I mean, I hear it's bad for you, but how could we ever actually right. know? Um, and then Andrew seems very excited to get some tab for a future taste test. But unless they want to buy a case, I don't see how that's going to work. <laughs> Phyllis is probably going to buy a case. They can get it. They can get one from her. Wash, mm -hmm. wash down her so, cheese balls. Her cheese puffs. Yeah, her, her 12 pack of <laughs> cheese balls that she bought. Uh, let's see. The last thing on Thursday also irritated me. Ugh. I used up all my anger cards on this episode is that Luke says he feels vindicated because now that he, they don't have a direct supervisor, uh, he hasn't been approving his time cards and there's no one to nag him to approve his time cards and he's still getting paid guys. So now he knows that it doesn't matter if he really approves his time cards or not. Why do people Even on salary have time cards? Can, can you I have one too. I have to, I have to go in and approve mine every two weeks. And I've had the same experience. I forget. I do it religiously. There have been a couple of Fridays where I'm off and I forget. I still get paid. Yeah. We just have exception time cards. So it's all automatic. Mm -hmm. And the only time you have to do anything is if you're going to oh, be out. Nice. Right. You have to put in your vacation. That makes sense. Or mm -hmm. Whatever. Yeah. And then your boss approves them. We don't yes. approve our own time cards. Yeah. I think that's weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I worked really hard. I worked so many hours here. <laughs> okay, really? Uh, I'm just irritated again. This is Luke not following the rules and getting away with it and, you know, being a charming, a charming rapscallion and getting other people to take care of him so that he doesn't have to be a responsible employee and... That annoys me. Yep. I agree. All right. Friday. Are we going to keep this under two hours? <laughs> no. No way. <laughs> Friday, 2753. Remote acupressure for vegans. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good place intro, which is great. Uh, they talk about the Blagojevich recording, which <laughs> seemingly is new to them at this point, in which he was ready to auction off the... Uh, the um, senator job when obama got yeah. nominated for mm -hmm. for the highest bidder they talk about nuclear footballs um both presidential and real and then also like uh, hair care products or whatever it is that the politician holds very dear um luke is off his grind lately and uh they're out to dinner in minneapolis and they're out to drinks i guess in in minneapolis and carrie Suggest that uh, not only should they get the wings and the whatever other bad appetizer, but Luke also wants the mozzarella sticks. So Carrie suggests the devil's triangle, 
And they, <laughs> they get that. I just love her more and more every day. Luke is uh, is at Hagen's and uh, got hollered at in the deli. I think we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, the main thing was he was talking about how the the cashier, everyone kept trying to engage the, the cashier in some small talk. Um, because usually it's the other way around. The, the cashier will be overly aggressive with the small talk and try to get the customers going. I think we've all encountered this in like Trader Joe's or some of your better managed supermarkets where they're instructed really to engage you and he watched the dynamic reverse because the cashier was disengaged and the customers were starting to panic about how disengaged the guy was <laughs> is that a power move <laughs> i just wanted to like never me. notice this this is amazing i would never in a million years notice if i ca- like just check out my stuff and and let me go uh-huh. yep Ugh. we don't need to be best friends nope. Well, when you go to Trader Joe's and go ahead. uh, I'm sorry. I, this is a fault in my personality is I want everybody to want to be my best friend. So I like (laughs) do want to charm them. Oh, Miss Piggy. (laughs) So I'm like, I am sort of flummoxed when somebody just kind of gives his flat back at me and Uh then I give up. I don't need to like work that much harder because it's not worth my energy, but I do not understand when I'm like, Hey, how are you? And they don't like meet me that way. But that's mm-hmm. a personality defect of my own. Well, I was raised by a woman who went to a full-service gas station and chose that particular one because they were exceptionally unfriendly. <laughs> <laughs> she did not want to deal with them. She did not want to talk to them. She didn't also want to get out and pump her own gas, so she went to the, the, the rudest gas station she could find. Well, that's pretty great. Uh, yeah. I know at, at Trader Joe's, they are instructed to pick out an item and engage you about it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't go that often anymore. Usually just Emily goes. But, I mean, having having an anecdote ready, the, uh, a disarming anecdote ready, is not, not the worst thing ever. Because I, I, my goal is to, to make sure that they remember me, you know. <laughs> Boy. But we can talk about that more at another time because I do have a lot to say about that. Uh, the old woman that Luke was tangled up with in the line because uh, dude was doing a poor job with the um, separation sticks had a resting confused face, which he thought was anger. But then she was really nice once uh, once he helped her figure out how to use the sticks. Um, unfortunately, he stole her clams. Uh, he ended up at home <laughs> with her with her clams. And Andrew got emotional about that because clams being separated from their from their mother uh, right. near the border uh, as God, they were tragic it is tragic so, it's a crime it's a crime that's yeah, bad uh, Andrew tells a story about how he, w- he went to Whole Foods uh, for some saucy meats but he went there at like 10 30 11 11 30 which is between it's the meal change so there's all kinds of weird things in there that are supposed to transition from breakfast to lunch i know exactly what he's talking about because the whole foods in in austin i used to be there at those times too and i'd be frustrated oh where's the soup you know well it doesn't come out till 11 30 well it's 11 10 now what am i gonna do so listen it's not saucy meat time it's not saucy meat time dude it's just not your time but he stomped out of the whole foods (laughs) he's such a brat 
No. I want my saucy meat. <laughs> Dude, it's just this is the way it works. You're not it's here at saucy baby. meat. Time. Don't don't stomp out. So he went to a buffet, I guess, and he horfed down pretty uncomfortably because there were a lot of staff around. Um, having worked in this in that industry for a long time, including a lot of buffet experience, you you really do want a well um, a well staffed buffet. It's best for your health if the buffet is well staffed. Even if you feel like they're judging you, you know you don't have to go there. But if you do go there. Mm-hmm. Rather than having one person handling some huge buffet, I'd rather have 50 people handling the buffet, you know, to make sure it's fresh. Right. How long has that fish been sitting in there? <sighs> well, it doesn't matter to Andrew because he's never going to eat it. But <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it matters to me. Luke hates the yelling system that he experienced in the deli at, at Hagen's. And um, I got to say, yeah, I mean. Oh, come on. No. <sighs> I'm sort of with him, though, in a way, because whenever I'm in a restaurant or um, some sort of deli situation or anything like that, I mean, I get irritated when there's no flow through system, when it when it's not clear. Like there was a bakery in Austin where you just go in and and there's nowhere to line up and there was nowhere to, mm-hmm. there was no clear. And everyone was always confused and getting mad at each other and the employees. And it's like, could you guys just hang a sign? just something to tell people what to do because we don't want to be mad or cut in front of each other or, you know. I love it at sit-down restaurants now where they'll take your number and text you when your table is ready. Mm-hmm. I wish everyone yeah. would do that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, the more organization, the better. And <clears throat> Well, then you don't me- have to stay in earshot. That's my anxiety is if I'm in a loud place and they yell my name and I don't hear them and then my table disappears. My biggest right. that is the one thing I'm concerned about mm-hmm. as far as this goes. Luke doesn't like people hollering it out. I want them to holler as loud as possible uh-huh. yeah. so that I don't miss my name or my number. That's I'm all hungry. I care about. I get that. I get more Actually I am hungry, Mike. Hurry up. I get more I get more irritated <laughs> on the front end of it because I'm offended on behalf of the owner of the business. When people come in and they're ready to spend money, you have to be ready to take it as quickly as possible be ready to take their money so a confusing ordering process is the worst to me um all right uh luke admits he hasn't showered all week which really offends andrew (laughs) and that leads to more nude luke talk which we had some last week Mm. i've had enough (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, Luke is really proud of himself for ordering. I know at Papa John's we called it the Garden Special, but he ordered like a veggie pizza from Domino's, and he feels like he's almost vegan. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Break. Should we give him a round of applause for that courageous yeah. decision? Ready? Here we go. <laughs> Where's his parade? Okay, uh, he finally gets that online therapy. But before we get to that, Carrie uh, has a blinding glimpse of the obvious and (laughs) says that Luke takes feedback better from women. 
than he does for men. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, in the Dak Shepard podcast, I've always noticed that I like the episodes better where he's talking to women, like it, where he's interviewing women. I just think mm-hmm. that for whatever reason, it they challenge him a little bit more and he accepts it. When he's with a man, it's sort of this competition sometimes. He's either like too, um, like, I don't know, he kowtows to them a little bit too much or he's a little bit too aggressive. And I think that Carrie is right. Like, it's like he feels challenged. Luke feels challenged for some reason by other men. Well, I'm glad that she pointed it out and and he admits it, I think, at this point. Uh, They get into the actual therapy and he ended up getting with an acupressure lady who was like making him touch himself during the during the session (laughs) to which Andrew say uh, it like that. This is my favorite Andrew moment in a long time. Because as soon as Luke started to talk about how the lady was saying, okay, grab yourself by the, you know, Andrew's like, what the fuck? Uh, what? Can you hang up on these people? Do you have to pay for the whole session? What what happens when someone Listen, says, yeah, pull your I pants still, down? I think this is, <laughs> this is Luke's fault. I am 99% sure to make up a random number sure that he is wrong because what he said was well they should have put the information that they were an acupressure person up higher and make it more prominent which makes me think it was listed Mm -hmm. on the therapist's profile and he just didn't pay attention Mm -hmm. yeah totally agree that's his fault not hers now i do think online acupressure is dumb but what are you going to do? It was I, his choice. I think it's hilarious that he turned down the lady he thought was too new age and wound up with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It sounded like she was, you know, using it as a session for herself at the time, too. Because she she's was like, like learning how to do this. Yeah. She nonsense. had like her book out and she's massaging herself. And she's like, OK, well, next chapter three, uh, Luke, let's open. Let's, you know, <laughs> well. The thing is, he was talking about how he just wants a more traditional therapist. Yeah. When you go for an online therapy venue, you really think you're going to get some old crusty fart that's doing things by the book. You're mm-hmm. going to get people who are perhaps younger and who are still trying to establish their career mm-hmm. and people who are more open to different quote unquote modalities, <laughs> as Luke says. So what was he expecting he was going to get? I need someone with disposable reading glasses with their legs folded <laughs> Who seems barely interested in anything I have to say. Are you wearing an ass-masking pantsuit? <laughs> right. Yeah. There, now there's one I could fall in love with, you know. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, Sarah Silverman tabs get discussed. L, uh, Luke tells a successful dirty joke, which I can't remember. And Andrew talks about uh, acupressuring his eczema spot, which uh, <laughs> is pretty vivid sexy uh, thing to say uh luke pronounces nagel like he pronounces bagel which pissed me off for about 10 minutes <laughs> nagel yep. me too <laughs> to the point where andrew couldn't figure out how to spell it right right that should tell you're like, mispronouncing you something if someone can't g-g-l-e and luke says that he wants to pay a monthly fee and get all the therapy he can eat um Music for your weekend, Andrew. The flirtations, nothing but a heartache. That was a good one. Thank you, Andrew. Luke, Blue and Green, Voyage, and then Erica, listener Erica, Wild Nothing, Chinatown. 
So. And that's from To All the Boys I've Loved Before, which is excellent. I highly recommend it. I'm really it. glad you explained that note because I thought I had made that note and I had no No, you're like, wait, idea. what is that? <laughs> it's so good. And the guy in it, he's 21, I checked, is so fucking hot. Um, and I know he's supposed <laughs> to be in high school, but he's so hot. Yeah, um, he's hot. You can rape him. If he's hot, he's <laughs> No, but he's really hot, and I did feel creepy because he's supposed to be like seventeen in it, but it doesn't matter. But it's really, really, it's a good movie. Highly recommend. I watched it twice. All right, what time is it, Mike? Housekeeping, mahalo. All right, great. Um, <laughs> you guys need to come check out our merch ten seven ten dot com slash shop. All of our fun t shirts, our mugs. Um, it's it's getting to be. I hate to remind you of this, but it's getting to be holiday time soon. So please check all that stuff out. Um, our archive project is still going on. It will always be going on. Email Christy and she'll hook you up with that. Um, if you're going to be buying stuff on Amazon, which I know you are, please use our link. It's littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon. Just make that your bookmark in your browser and we get a few pennies from everything you buy and we get a funny list of all your dumb purchases that we can read on one of our shows. And check out our sister podcast, Earbuds and Earworms. Their next episode is about political songs. Go vote. Huh. That seems random. Please go vote. Please, please, please. <laughs> Time to vote tomorrow please. in Texas. Please, please, please. Go Beto. Um, okay, get involved. Um, get involved with voting for Beto O'Rourke, too. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Vote for whoever you want, but really don't vote for Ted Cruz. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, littleredbandwagon.com. Um, then also go to throwyourphone.com, which y'all have been using a ton. And Minor, you're the best at it. <laughs> um, go to our Facebook page. <laughs> Uh, the show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. The voicemail and text is 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. You can fax us slash Bobby at 617-354-8513. And with that, and why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. Hillary, I just want to say for your birthday... Emily told me the other day how much she loves you on the show and how much you add. So thank you. Happy birthday. That's my my gift because I'm cheap. (laughs) I like it. It's a perfect gift. We love you, Hillary, and we love you, Jen. Nailed it. Just in time. The cat is fucking attacking me. child arrived just the other day He came to the world in the usual way But there were planes to catch and bills to pay He learned to walk while I was away And he was talking for I knew it And as he grew, he'd say I'm gonna be like you, Dad You know I'm gonna be like you And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon Little boy blue and the man on the moon Coming home, Dad, I don't know when But we'll get together then You know we'll have a good time then My son turned ten just the other day He said, thanks for the ball, Dad, come on, let's play Can you teach me to throw? I said, not today I got a lot to do He said, that's okay 
walked away, but his smile never did it said, I'm gonna be like him, yeah, you know I'm gonna be like him. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon, the little boy blue and the man on the moon. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when, but we'll get together then. You know we'll have a good time then. Well, he came from college just the other day So much like a man I just had to say Son, I'm proud of you, can you sit for a while? He shook his head and he said with a smile What I'd really like, Dad, is to borrow the car keys See you later, can I have them, please? And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon Little boy blue and the man on the moon When you're coming home, son, I don't know when Jobs a hassle and the kids are the flu But it's your nice talking to you, Dad It's been your nice talking to you And as I hung up the phone, it occurred to me He'd grown up just like me My boy was just like me And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon Little boy blue and the man on the moon When you're coming home, son, I don't know 